Hey everybody, it's JP. Today we're reviewing Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale, Co-op Gold Lime and Jalapeno Kettle Cooked Peanuts, and Saxon Chocolates Peppermint Bark. Let's eat. Welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about, review, and rate the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today, my guest is Jason from the Know Your Cinema podcast. How are you doing, Jason? Absolutely fantastic, sir. Awesome. I'm glad we can make this work. I know it's taken a little bit of shuffling schedules around and getting products and all that kind of stuff, so uh, glad to have you on board. If you need a reminder of how the podcast works, we base our food ratings on a three-star system, one star being, I'm not sure I'd pick this up again, uh, two stars, I'd probably pick it up again, and then three stars is best of the best, like I want more right now. Got a couple of questions for you, and then we'll get to the food reviews, and then we'll give them the stars at the end of the episode. Sounds good. Awesome. So being that we are going to start with the drink review, do you have a drink of choice that you typically drink day to day? It kind of varies. I like, uh, I like a lot of different things. I, I, love, I love Tim Hortons mocha iced coffee. Oh, wow. You guys have Tim Hortons there. Yeah, we have, uh, actually have a Tim Hortons, like literally the building next to my work is a Tim Hortons. Oh, wow. Okay. So just really quickly for the listeners who might not know what we're talking about, uh, Tim Hortons is a Canadian coffee chain and they do donuts and, and bagels and stuff too. Probably similar in the same style as like a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I didn't realize that they had uh, locations in the U.S. though. So um, please continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So I live in Columbus, Ohio, and mm -hmm. there is a ton of them here. Wow. Okay. So yeah, there's there's actually yeah quite a, quite a few of them actually. So that's probably one of my favorite drinks. If I'm gonna you know be honest, like mm -hmm. I, I would just because I it's literally something that I could drink every single day probably. Right. I get tired of it. Now, and out of curiosity, there's kind of a cult of Tim Hortons up here in Canada. People are crazy for that coffee. Do you drink their hot coffee as well, or no? I so I actually despise hot beverages. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I, any hot beverages, hot chocolate, tea, coffee, anything. Yeah, just not a fan of it. And I, the only time that, so I used to be the lead singer of a band. The only time that I ever really drank hot anything that I was on like a regular basis was, I don't know if you know any of this, but basically when you sing, it, it makes your vocal cords like sore. So sure. yeah. drinking hot tea with honey in it, Mm. help soothe the, your vocal cords right. so they say anyway and so I used to drink it on like a semi-regular basis for that right that was like medicine <laughs> exactly so it wasn't really like something I did out of joy more out of like necessity for protecting my vocal cords and right making sure that I could you know perform shows and such yeah. <clears throat> so uh what kind of music did your band play uh we were like a shitty emo band <laughs> do you mind my asking what the, the name of the band was uh it was called kill the envious <laughs> that sounds like a shitty emo band <laughs> so it's actually a little more it's a little less shitty than it sounds based okay. on the title so what it actually is is a small snippet of the balcony scene from romeo and juliet okay so in the scene, he says, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon. For ah. it is already pale with jealousy. Nice. So, literate uh, reference. <laughs> so that's what it's actually referencing. I see. I see. But okay. it also sounds like a shitty emo band title. So that's what we went with it. Nice. And uh, <laughs> how long did you do that for? I did that particular band for about a year and then I did like some smaller stuff, but that was like, that was probably the best that I ever did. And you know, like I, I, I did some, I did probably one of the biggest concert venues here in, in Columbus, which is actually like the 12th biggest state or 12th biggest city in, in the U S. Wow. Um, I did one, I, I performed a show there at one of like our larger concert venues. And so, cool. yeah, it was pretty sweet. Like, it's honestly like an addiction that I have still like it's an itch that I haven't been able to scratch like I tried doing stand-up comedy afterwards mm -hmm. and that shit didn't work out as 
it didn't it's it was fun like it was fun and i did well at it mm-hmm. but and i now have a brand new addiction to it <laughs> that i haven't scratched <laughs> in a while but it does it's not the same like singing in front of an audience and then making them laugh are two very different feelings sure it's something that i, I still want both of those things back but ultimately being on stage is, is something that i love so. That's very cool. Now, uh, tying it back into food, like when you were done uh, doing a concert, was there a typical meal you guys would eat? Or you know, would you do something to eat after the show? Or did everyone just go home? We'd kind of just go out to whatever the closest restaurant was, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always, always got a burger and fries. Like, nice. I don't know what it is. And it's still, that is literally still me. Like, I, I will judge a five-star steak restaurant on how good their cheeseburger is i don't know what it is but yeah. that's just i'm a i consider myself a burger connoisseur <laughs> so okay. I, I just love me some cheeseburgers there's nothing wrong with that what's the uh, in your opinion what's the best like chain restaurant burger like something i might have access to uh i don't know if you have access to it but it's 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 five guys yeah oh, five guys is great yeah yeah it's i mean as far as chains go that's it. And topping. I mean, I've you- definitely had some better, some better burgers. Sure, at a steakhouse or what have you. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, really, not even steakhouses. There was, it was just this. The best burger I ever had was at this hole in the wall uh, joint in Florida called Duffy's. Okay. It's on Anna Maria Island in Florida. It's just a little hole in the wall place. Mm-hmm. Like the burger was like three or four dollars even, and it was just wow. It's absolutely phenomenal. And what, what made it so good compared to other burgers you've had? I, I don't know, man. I just, I think that it was just, I don't know if it was partially the atmosphere because mm-hmm. they had like a weird like cookout like vibe because like mm-hmm. everything just felt like, like a backyard barbecue. Okay. Almost like it, it had like a real homey, you know, kind of vibe to it, which is kind of cool. All the chairs were like lawn chairs and shit like that. So that was neat. But and then I think part of it too is like it was my my great grandmother's favorite place to go get a burger too so like I had that kind of an emotional connection to it as well um but I long for that burger (laughs) you still dream about it yeah (laughs) nice and when when you're at five guys they've got all the you know different toppings you can choose what's your usual order I usually I keep it I keep it kind of simple so, you know, I, I vary up the ketchup, mayo, and mustard. Depends okay. on how, what I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually just do like bacon and lettuce. Okay, it's very, it's pretty simple. Very simple burger. Ah, uh, so good. I haven't had a Five Guys in a while. I'm going to have to rectify that here pretty soon. <laughs> no, I, drove, I drove past one today and I was like, it took every single bit of energy not to go in there. And my one complaint about them used to be that they didn't have shakes, but now they have shakes too. So it's just like, oh man, they've got everything I want. <laughs> and another, another good place is, is Shake Shack. That would, I would say that's probably the close. They, they, I think, have a better total package. Mm. But, because uh, their milkshakes are absolutely amazing. Uh, I'll have to try it. I, we don't have Shake Shack uh, in these parts, but maybe next time I'm down south, I'll, I'll have to seek one out. I have heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, you can find them in like New York and stuff. That's typically where you find them. Okay. That's where they're from anyway. Right. That's where they originated. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, do you have any memory that sticks out around junk food particularly? <laughs> I have I have one, I guess that's kind of like one that always that kind of sticks out to me is like so my dad used to work for this amphitheater and for some reason I don't know if I honestly don't even know if this was this is where he got this all this food or if this could have been my mom that got all this junk food, but I have no idea. But anyway, so we ended up with like a stupid amount of junk food from either where my mom worked at this kind of like a I don't know CVS Walgreens type of place. It wasn't it was called Farmore, which they don't exist anymore. But so she just I think they closed down and she ended up with all this junk food. Is honestly how we got it, but. We had like granola bars and famous Amos cookies and like all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And I remember <laughs> that it it sat out in this in this car that was broken down in our driveway. 
Mm-hmm. And so like my parents didn't like, they were like, they had written it off as like, okay, well it's gross. Like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like right. don't eat that stuff. It's gross. But my brothers and I used to like sneak into the car for like an entire summer and just steal out the, like the melted from the sun, <laughs> famous Amos cookies and granola bars <laughs> and just smash on those things like all summer long because it was like i'm telling you it was it was a stupid amount of food <laughs> that was in there the image i'm getting of you going into the car <laughs> you know 90 degrees out and everything's soft and you know, oh dude and it was like a black it was like a black car oh, of course. <laughs> like, there's like there's no way that the the heat temperature in like the temperature in there wasn't above like 100 most days oh my gosh oh that's hilarious uh what's your go-to snack between meals these days i try to avoid it as much as possible but it really ends up being like kind of whatever's around Mm -hmm. i keep two particular things in because i as you know i host a movie podcast yeah so i do a lot of movie watching as a result of that Mm -hmm. so i keep a lot of my two my go-to movie snacks around and one of them is peanut butter m&m's Nice. And so I I will definitely snag a quick handful of some peanut butter M&Ms when those are available to me. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with the peanut butter M&M. That's, I think that's probably, they've got all these different ones now. You know, they've got hazelnut and almond and everything mm-hmm. else. And I think peanut butter, I, I always go, I've tried several different varieties of M&M, but I always go back to the peanut butter. I think that's the one I could probably eat two pounds of in a sitting and still feel good about myself. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel good about myself, but I could... Yeah, that's stretching it a bit. <laughs> Let's be yeah, honest. I mean, I don't yeah. feel good about myself even when I'm not eating M&M's. That certainly wouldn't make me feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah I, I know that's not going to end up making me feel better about myself, but I would feel... <laughs> I would love it still. I don't know. Like, there's something about it. The only other, the only other M&M's... I love peanut M&M's. They're good. Mm-hmm. But the peanut butter eclipses those easily. But the coffee peanut M&M's, those oh. things are super delicious too i'll have to see if i can find those i I didn't i've never heard of them interesting coffee peanut they they won a they won a contest i don't know if i don't obviously i know you're in canada so i don't know if you guys have them up there but they won a contest a few years ago and to to be like the new flavor Hmm. and i don't even i'm honestly i haven't seen them in a a hot minute so they might not be even out anymore but those were phenomenal when they were out if they're not out anymore <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep an eye out for them. What's one item that you find inexplicably popular that you can't stand personally? Pickles. So just like dill pickles or pickled it's, anything? Any, I just like dill pickles or sweet pickles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, as far, like, you know, I mean, obviously people, you know, you would assume that somebody that likes burgers this much would also like pickles. But no, I, no huh? man, the only time that I ever, and this is probably a, a I don't know if you guys have them up there or not. I doubt it. But there's a there's a burger chain here called White Castle. We don't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, it is pretty famous due to the fact that there's a movie. Right, that Harold and Kumar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't even, I, aside from in like Ohio and like maybe the, the surrounding states, I don't know where else they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird that they even made a movie about the, the that chain because they're yeah. they're not a whole lot of places. Um, I think they also originated in New York. I mean, obviously, it's a very different experience than Shake Shack, from what I've heard. But I think they that's where they started was somewhere out east, um, New York or New Jersey or something like that. I honestly thought it was Ohio, but again, I could be wrong. I know Wendy started in Ohio. Oh, I didn't know that. I could be wrong about. White Castle, New York. I, that was my impression, but I I could be totally full of shit on that one. So I mean, I know we have we their headquarters are is here, hmm. um, and I, and so is Wendy's, obviously, since they they were born here, basically. Yeah. But uh, uh, but that's the only place that I can eat pickles ever is on their burgers. It's there's something about it doesn't. Their burger doesn't make any sense as to why it tastes so good, but <laughs> as it stands with pickles and onions, which I don't like onions either, but again, <laughs> it works. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of special thing they're doing to their food to make yeah. them like stuff that I don't normally, but it does. 
So I just Googled it really quick and they actually were founded in Wichita, Kansas. So we were both kind yeah, of we wrong, were super much wrong. closer. We were super wrong. Yeah, so their, their headquarters, you're right, are in Columbus, Ohio. So they must have shifted at some point, but they were founded 98 years ago, almost 100 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, well, something else I'll have to try next time I'm, I'm in a neighborhood where that exists because it doesn't exist up here yet, so to my knowledge. They're big in the Midwest, in the New York metropolitan area, Las Vegas, and Scottsdale, Arizona. So this is according to Wikipedia. I guess those are the, like, the four places you can find them. If you're a person that likes burgers anywhere close to as much as I do, Las Vegas is the burger capital of the world. Oh, yeah? Dude, every single burger place that you could possibly imagine has a, a, a store out there. I guess that makes sense. Las Vegas is a busy town. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually where I tried Shake Shack for the first time. There's now one in Columbus, but when I tried it for the first time, it was out in Vegas. Okay, all right. I haven't been to Vegas in, in quite a while. I'm sure I'll be there at some point in the future, so <coughs> excuse me. All right, well, we are to the drink review part of our show, but first, some fun facts. In North America, the Narragansett people of the Algonquin Nation in regions of New England used cranberries and pemmican for food and for dye. The Narragansett people, it is theorized, may have introduced cranberries to the colonists in Massachusetts. James White Norwood made reference to Native Americans using cranberries, and it was the first reference to American cranberries up until this point. In James Rozier's book, The Land of Virginia, there's an account of Europeans coming ashore and being met with Native Americans bearing bark cups full of cranberries. In the 1672 book, New England Rarities Discovered, author John Jocelyn described cranberries, writing, quote, Sauce for the pilgrims, cranberry or bearberry, is a small trailing plant that grows in salt marshes overgrown with moss. The berries are a pale yellow color, afterwards red, as big as a cherry, some perfectly round, others oval, all of them hollow, with sour astringent taste. They are ripe in August and September. They are excellent against the scurvy. They are also good to allay, allay the fever of hoof diseases. The Indians and English use them mush, boiling them with sugar for sauce to eat with their meat, and it's a delicate sauce, especially with roasted mutton. Some make tarts with them, as with gooseberries, end quote. By 1900, 21,500 acres were under cultivation in the New England region. In 2014, the total area of cranberries harvested in the United States was 40,500 acres, with Massachusetts as the second largest producer after Wisconsin. In 2017, the United States, Canada, and Chile accounted for 98% of the world's production of cranberries. Most cranberries are processed into products such as juice, sauce, jam, and sweetened dried cranberries, with the remainder sold fresh to consumers. Cranberry sauce is the traditional accompaniment to turkey at Christmas dinner in the United Kingdom and at Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners in the United States and Canada. Okay, so our drink this evening. So just to kind of review what the idea of a post-holiday clearance sale is, these are kind of sort of Christmassy items that, um, you know, in January go on sale. Now, the Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale, I don't know if that's a year-round year available thing, but, you know, I associate cranberries with Christmas, and it was on sale, so I went ahead and went with that. Had you ever had this product before, Jason? Uh, the ginger ale, the, the cranberry version, no, but I mean, okay. obviously I've said from Canada Dry before that. So, <laughs> what did you think of the Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale? I, uh, so I got two, I have the, the two cans of it when I got it from you, and I, I drank one quickly, and then I saved the other one for when we were, you know, recording the podcast, and I'm actually drinking on it right now, but, uh, mm -hmm. The so I let my girlfriend try the the drink as well, mm -hmm. and she liked it so much that she threatened to drink my other one <laughs> while I was away, and she's pregnant, so I knew she meant business. So I had to <laughs> I had to hunt down some some myself, so I actually have have bought a decent amount of this after trying it initially. 
All right. Well, that sounds like a, a pretty good endorsement. It sounds like both you and your girlfriend enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of cranberry. Like, I have a, a an adult beverage uh, mm-hmm. most of the time when I record my podcast, just as, like, fun little thing for me to do. You sure. Know, when I'm talking with the boys. Mm-hmm. And I usually go for a vodka and cranberry. I actually need to mix. I want to try this mixed with some vodka to see how that goes. Yeah, I was uh, funny you say that because, well, first off, I, I guess I'll say that I enjoyed it as well. And I've had the, the regular Canada dry ginger ale and that wasn't anything too, too special. I think I like my ginger ale a little bit more gingery. But this one, the combination of the cranberry and the ginger it just went together really well. And I think I haven't tried it, but I think it would make a hell of a cocktail. Like, you know, you probably mix it with a, a couple of different things. And it, I think that'd turn out all right, you know, whether it was vodka or maybe something else. I'd have to think it over. But yeah, I like the tartness of the cranberry, the spiciness, the ginger, and of course it's sweet. So all in all, it was a pretty good drink. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I, I absolutely enjoy it. I, I, I like it a lot. I'm, it is probably something that I will continue to buy as long as it is available. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, that's, I, I've been doing this podcast for, I don't know, six months now. And I think I've had people like stuff, but I think you're the first one to say that I like it so much. I went out and bought more and I probably will continue buying it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, no, honestly, Canada Dry should send you a sponsorship for that. <laughs> I'll be sure and, uh, and tag them on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Spreading the Canada Dry gospel. Right. All right. Well, moving into the savory part of the show, um, are you a sweet or a savory person, generally speaking? Probably more sweet, but I, I do I do enjoy some savory favorites. But if you given the choice between the two, your your cravings tend to go more sweet than savory. A hundred percent. Especially, my ultimate craving is donuts. I cannot. Mm. There's nothing that I crave more often than donuts. I do a really good job fighting it a lot of days. Like most yeah. days, I, I do a good job fighting it, but. Man, I love donuts. Now, have you had the Tim Hortons donuts? Oh yeah, I, I usually I go for the uh, the vanilla cream. That's mm. my go-to donut. Okay. Do uh, they have uh, the Tim bits down there, like the donut holes? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just like it is up here. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if I say comfort food to you, what 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 comes to mind? Mashed what potatoes. Dirt? Mashed potatoes. All right. Do you do anything to them in terms of like garlic mashed potatoes or cheddar or just basic mashed potatoes? It's, it's very, you know, you, your butter, salt, little milk, little pepper. Uh, that's the way to do it, man. I keep it, I keep it very simple. Um, right. and, I, and I, I could eat mashed potatoes every day and never get tired. Of it. Wow. So you make your own, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm not as good at making this. To be fair, my girlfriend is the one that makes most of the mashed potatoes. Mm. She's good at it. Everybody, most people that I know are really good at making mashed potatoes, which is a huge benefit to me. (laughs) (laughs) I myself am, I myself have not really that great at making mashed potatoes, but I, I consider myself a decent cook, but for some reason I just don't get the mashed potatoes right. I think, I think the sheer simplicity of it is not something that I, I do well. Cause mm. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's just potatoes with some stuff in it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as simple as it is, I've had plenty of bad versions to know it's that people don't always master it. Right. They're either lumpy right. or too thin or, or whatever. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I think the simplicity of it makes it complex in a weird mm. way. Interesting. Because there's so there's so many ways that you can you know you can do it even though it's like you know like like I said was it five ingredients you know mm-hmm. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so you must love Thanksgiving then. I do love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love, really? Oh yeah, I love any excuse to eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> nice. And what's your? You might have already answered this, but what's your favorite treat nowadays if you're going to indulge? In like a savory treat or general. Just in general, you know, if there's, you know, I I feel like treating myself, what's the, what do you tend to go for? If, if I can, it's movie theater popcorn. Ah, lots of butter? I just, whatever they put on it, I don't go above, like I don't call like for an extra, Mm -hmm. but when they're like, hey, do you want butter on this? If you and I are ever at a movie together or anybody sees me at a movie theater and they're, and like, they ask me if I want butter and I say no. I am under duress. Like there is something wrong. 
<laughs> I need somebody to, to save me from whatever situation I'm in. There needs to be an intervention or something. Yeah, like something's wrong. It is like I've been kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like I'm exactly. forced to get yeah, That's drugs. the sign. No butter. Right. Like if they put out like another Twilight movie and I get drugged to that, you know what I mean? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. So I have a, a question later uh, about what you eat during the movies. I think I have a good idea of what that is, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Mm. Now it's time we review our savory product, but first some fun facts. The name jalapeno is Spanish for from Xalapa, the capital city of Veracruz, Mexico, where the pepper was traditionally cultivated. Jalapenos were in use by the Aztecs prior to the Spanish conquest. Explorers rode of Aztec markets selling chipotles, motalapenos, mole made from chipotles, as well as the sale of fresh chilies. The use of peppers in the Americas dates back thousands of years, including the practice of smoking some varieties of peppers in order to preserve them. According to the USDA, starting in 2010, California produced the most jalapenos, followed by New Mexico and Texas, for a total of 462.5 million pounds of peppers in 2014. It is difficult to get accurate statistics on chilies and specific chilies, as growers are not fond of keeping and sharing such data, and reporting agencies often lump all green chilies together, or all hot chilies, with no separation of pot type. The jalapeno is a Mexican chili, but has been adopted by Texas as the state pepper in 1995. In Mexico, jalapenos are used in many forms, such as salsa, pico de gallo, or grilled jalapenos. Jalapenos were included as food on the space shuttle as early as 1982. In their most infamous association, however, they are directly linked to Joaquin Guzman, aka El Chapo, former leader of the Sinaloa cartel, who operated a cannery in Guadalajara producing Camarade jalapenos, a cover that allowed him to ship cocaine to the United States. Okay, so I'm guessing you've never had these because this is a local um, grocery store chain. So the Co-op Gold Kettle Cooked Peanuts, the lime chili flavor. What were your thoughts on these? So... I feel like I, I, they were a lot more spicy than I expected them to be. Mm. Now, do you usually I, like spicy stuff or are you not so much? Yeah, I, I have like a selection of probably like six hot sauces upstairs. In my, okay, um, that's a yes uh, then. <laughs> yeah, no, I do like, I do like spicy stuff. But I, I, it kind of caught me off guard a little mm. bit because I wasn't really expecting it. Mm-hmm. It's a, the, the seasoning that's on them, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I don't know, like, the peanuts themselves, I think, was where I had the issue. And I don't know that oh. it was, like, necessarily the, the the particular handful or two that I grabbed, but mm-hmm. they they felt, like, particularly crunchy, and I almost, like, or, like, particularly hard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's, like, the selection of peanuts or what it was, but I almost felt like this, like, I would appreciate the flavor more on, like, a potato chip than I did in the peanuts. Oh, okay. Not to say that they were bad, mm-hmm. but I think that I would I would enjoy that flavor more in like a potato chip form versus like the more solid peanut. If that makes I, sense. Yeah. No. I the 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 flavor and the texture weren't a a, a great match for you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to get at. But no. No. You, <laughs> I got. I got what you're <laughs> And so I'm sure people listening are going like, what do lime chili peanuts have to do with like the holidays? But up here anyway, around Christmas, you can get a lot of like different nuts and, you know, people put out nuts, you know, in trays and stuff. So this, that's the time of year that all this stuff comes out. So just wanted to throw that out as a disclaimer. Now, you mentioned the, uh, the texture of the peanuts, and I think that's the way they cook them because they say kettle cooked. I'm guessing they're okay, fried rather than roasted. And it's funny that you weren't crazy about that because I actually liked the the extra crunch. Like I was like, oh, these are really good. So that wasn't a down, uh, you know, I didn't uh, take away any points for that. I actually kind of liked the, the extra crunchiness. And then the the flavor, you're right. It's, it's a great seasoning. There was a, a little bit of the kind of the acidity and the tartness from the lime. The chili certainly was spicier than, you know, you usually get with snack foods, you know, that, that, you know, refer to themselves as, as spicy or jalapeno or whatever. Like I've had sriracha almonds and jalapeno almonds and they're never really that 
spicy. Not that this was overwhelming or anything. It was, it was pretty well balanced, but overall, like this is a food that sitting and watching a movie or something, I could shovel down a lot of this. So I, I enjoyed it. So this is another ran- random weird thing that I, ties back. Love random and weird. Go ahead. Uh, back in, back a couple of years ago, Wendy's, the burger joint chain mm-hmm. here had a ghost pepper sauce for their fries. I think I remember that. How was it? It was really good, but it also was by no means like, it was like they took the flavor of a ghost pepper and none of the heat. Ah. <laughs> so it was, really it was good, but it was like, it was like they want, cause I mean, obviously, I mean, ghost peppers are beyond what I would probably normally eat myself. Right. So when I saw them, I took it as almost like a challenge. Like I was like, you know what? Like I got to do it. Like I'm going to just get us like I grabbed like a little side cup for my fries. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hit like one just little. I'm going to just get a little little touch in there. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, this is good. And then I'm like, so then I kind of like waited. I'm like, okay, that heat's about to kick in. And then I'm about to be regretting it. Yeah. And then it never did. So I'm then I just you know, from, from then on, I got it every time that they had, you know, it was available, but I was, you know, there, but I honestly think that the heat in these was more substantial than that ghost ever sauce. That's really funny. (laughs) So we get the peanuts. All right. So let's, let's move on to the sweet review. Now uh, I, I kind of referred to this uh, earlier, but what snack do you like if you're watching a movie or you're at the movie? Like I said, I am a, you know, I watch a lot of movies here, so I always keep uh, microwave movie theater butter popcorn in mm-hmm. my house. It nice. is, it's a staple. Like, you know, you've heard of people going to get their bread and milk for, you know, blizzards yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, that is my, I would have to have popcorn. my movie theater. I have to have it. Like, it's, it's a must. So I keep that in the house, and then I also keep uh, peanut butter M&M's. So those are my two, like, go-tos. Like, I have to have those two. And then I, I like a I like a root beer. Uh, okay. Now, are you an A and W man or Barks or something else? I really mix it up. I think A and W is the best, except for the A and W that you can buy anywhere is okay. The A and W that you get at an A and W restaurant, mm-hmm. that's a next level thing. Like the, you get like their full fountain, like that's yeah. that's amazing. So we have A&W up here, and uh, t- to be frank, I've never eaten in one. I One of my first jobs when I moved to Canada was uh, working at A&W, but I, I never actually uh, ate there. And so I haven't had their root beer, but I'll have to give it a try. Now, I've heard that just this kind of triggered a memory when you're talking about how much better the root beer at A&W is versus what you get in a can or a bottle. I've heard that McDonald's, their Coca-Cola is particularly good and that they're really well known for and i guess coca-cola is probably mcdonald's is probably their biggest customer right so they i don't know if it's it's just really fresh and they're always giving them fresh syrup or, or exactly what it is but I, I wonder if it's similar with a and w that you know they they really excel at you know doing the fountain drink style so weirdly enough <laughs> i actually know i actually know why it's better oh okay like, i i so not the A&W, but the, the McDonald's. Okay. Well, do tell, because I don't know. I've only heard it's a better, and I just assumed it was the truth. Where I work, I ended up interacting with a gentleman who runs a fountain drink uh, company, and they install the fountain drink systems at bars and restaurants and fast okay. food places. Yeah. So, given that opportunity, I was like, hey – why does this taste better? <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's easy. M- McDonald's sells more Coke than they do any other product as far as fountain drinks, period. Yeah. So as a result of that, they store everything related to their Coke in metal containers and it runs through metal piping and everything to get to the fountain. Okay. But particularly only with the Coke. So every other product that they have there runs like on bag in a box type. Right. That plastic bag. Yeah. Right. But because the rest of their stuff comes in specially and it is pumped into the the containers in their stores and things like that, it tastes better because according to him, the more metal you have in your, in your system and the less plastic and rubber, the better your taste is. Interesting. 
Huh. Cool. Well, there, there you go. I didn't know that. So I, I learned something new today. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> now, do you have any favorite seasonal treats or snacks, stuff that you can only get during like limited times of the year? Yes, I do. My favorite seasonal treat uh, of all time, other than like the Reese's different shaped Reese cups mm-hmm. is around Christmas time. Hershey puts out a mint chocolate truffle Hershey kiss. Oh, that sounds nice. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And you can only find it around Christmas time. Okay. And they sell out really quick. Unlike most Hershey kisses, they, these things are like, once they, once they come out, they're gone easily in most stores around me at least. Mm. Like three weeks before Christmas. Like you can't find them within the last like couple weeks before Christmas. Wow. So as soon as the Christmas candy comes out, I usually buy like two or three bags. Wow. I still have some from this Christmas. Super <laughs> nice. Well, another thing <laughs> I'm going to have to keep an eye open for, you're, you're getting me interested in all these products that I, I may or may not have access to. So next Christmas, I'll have to look around. I don't remember. I did a lot of hunting for Christmas foods this year around because I was doing these Christmas shows and, you know, it's finding Christmas sweets wasn't hard, obviously, but finding savory snacks that had something to do with Christmas was a bit more of a challenge. So I did a lot of hunting around and I saw various different Hershey Kisses, including the candy cane ones. And there was a hot cocoa one. I don't remember seeing a mint dark or a mint chocolate truffle though. That sounds, that sounds really nice. It's always in a green bag, but it is they usually, I mean, obviously most places keep them with the rest of the Hershey Kisses. Mm-hmm. The other ones don't sell out, but those ones are always hard to find. Yeah. And like the year before last, I couldn't find them at all. And I even had like a a like team of people searching for them for me and <laughs> nobody could find them. It's like Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Because like I knew a lot of people like it, we, it's a pretty big city that we live in here but there's you know it's, it's kind of nice and spread out but I know a lot of people from different places in the city so I was like hey if you go there like I'll pay you a little extra if you can find me one of these bags and nobody could find them huh. it's disappointing <laughs> it sounds like you got on it this year oh yeah no as soon as they came out I was like like the week before like before like they're getting ready to start putting on Christmas stuff I'm like I'm like, hey, do you guys know if they're actually like? Because I honestly thought they discontinued them until I saw right. them this year. And then when I, I like, I asked people at the grocery stores, I'm like, hey, do you know if they're coming coming out with these? You know, like, what's going on? <laughs> but I was on it. <laughs> now, do you have any odd combinations uh, um, or snacks, treats, and combination that you like that are unusual? I have one that. I have one that I've only ever had like a couple of times mm-hmm. and this is going to sound mostly like super disgusting to almost any person until they actually try it. Okay. So when I was in, when I was in like middle school, we, we had like a la carte stuff at lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. And what we would do is like a table. We would all buy a bunch of a la carte stuff, throw it in the middle of the table and everybody would just eat on it like a feast. Right. Okay. Fair and <laughs> And so we would, you know, try different stupid combinations of stuff just to try it. You know what I mean? Because we were kids. Yeah. And one time somebody dared me to dip a chocolate chip grandma's cookie in nacho cheese. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, that's gross. But you know what? You can't, like, it was, I was dared. What am I supposed to do? Well, yeah, there's no choice at that point. Right. I had to. Or else, you know, who would I be? Um, <laughs> I'd still be regretting it to this day. <laughs> but so I had it, and it was surprisingly really good. <laughs> Interesting. So that would be the one. Nacho cheese and chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, it was a spe- it was specifically the grandma's cookie brand okay. chocolate chip cookie. All right. <laughs> so that's the only time I've ever had it, and it actually sounded good. Now, a buddy of mine eats, you have Little Debbie snack cakes up there? Uh, some, yeah. Have you ever heard of the Star Crunch? I don't think I have. What's what's the story there? So basically, a Star Crunch is it's it's like Rice Krispies. It's like a Rice Krispie treat, essentially. Mm-hmm. But instead of made with marshmallow, it's made with caramel, and then they Ooh. cover it in chocolate. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, they're super delicious. And uh, Star Crunch. 
Star Crunch, yeah. Okay, I gotta hunt that one down. That sounds really good. He and I'm sure you've heard of like cheese in a can. Yeah. Yeah, he he eats that. <laughs> okay, that's that's it. I guess don't knock it till you try it, but that's that's bizarre. Yeah, I've never had like I've never had the balls to, to try that one. He's like, bro, dude, you just you know what I mean? Like, try it. And I'm like, like that sounds like the fattest shit I've ever heard of. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So now to end on kind of a dark note, if you were having a last meal, what snacks would definitely be there? I, I think I already know two of them, but go ahead. So obviously popcorn and peanut butter M&Ms. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. As far as snacks go, it'd probably be, it'd probably be those, those, you know, the mint, the mint chocolate truffle Hershey kisses, mm-hmm. which coincidentally would be really hard to find most of the time so it might keep my like death row going (laughs) like i might i might get to might get to handle onto that um a a chocolate peanut butter milkshake oh yeah absolutely love that it would probably be those things there'd have to like it would have to have like like cane's bread which is not really a snack but it would have to be a part of my last meal and canes, C-A-N-E? C-A-N-E, yeah, raising canes. Okay. It's, little, it's like a chicken joint up here, and they have oh. they have this they have like a Texas toast that comes with their food. And mm. when you see it, you're like, why do I even have this? And then you take a bite of it, and you're like, oh, because it's the best part of the whole meal. <laughs> a chicken joint, and the best thing here is their bread. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the sauce is phenomenal, but the bread. The bread has this weird crispness on the outside that is perfect. It's nice and buttery. And then mm-hmm. the inside is like, it's like an inch and a half thick, right? Wow. And the inside is so, 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 so th- soft. And like the outside is like a perfect crispness. It's, it's a really, uh, it's, it's a treat. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. That's pretty great. Do you guys have uh, Popeye's chicken where you're at? We do. Uh, I got one across the street from where I work, actually. So I've been hearing, uh, we, it's a fairly new thing up here, but I've been hearing a lot about their, their chicken sandwich. Uh, that's, people are going crazy for it, getting in lines and that kind of stuff. Have you had a chance to try it? No, people were getting shot over those things. So, what? Yeah, no joke. Somebody got shot over that shit. So I was like, oh, man. I'm really good on that. And honestly, I've, I, so I, Popeye's food is really good. But their customer service is by far the worst of any place you've ever been in your life. Uh, that's annoying. So, like, one time I went in there and I got, like, a six-piece or six or five-piece uh, chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. And, like, they didn't give me my sauce. And so I went back in. I'm like, hey, I didn't get my sauce. They tried. They, like, made me go out to my car, get my receipt and food to prove that I needed a sauce. Oh, man. That's I'm so like, cool. y'all are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that 10 cent pack of the sauce give me a break like was it gonna kill you you know what yeah. i mean yeah oh, oh, oh. oh man some people take their jobs way too seriously i guess oh yeah like they were it was top flight security on the sauce man <laughs> well, maybe they thought someone was gonna get shot over it yeah you think all right well that brings us to the sweet part of our show but before we get into that some fun facts Johan de Grief grew up in Antwerp, Belgium, where chocolate was a part of his everyday life. Grocery shopping always included a stop at the local chocolate maker's shop. There were chocolate sprinkles on toast at breakfast, and fine Belgian chocolates to be enjoyed after dinner. Surrounded as he was by the creations of some of the most exquisite chocolate makers in the world, his love affair with quality chocolate began. In 1994, he founded Saxon Chocolates with a desire to bring gourmet chocolate made in the Belgian tradition to the North American market. The first product they launched in Canada were chocolate-dipped spoons that could be stirred into the hot beverage of your choice. Those put them on the map and were followed by items as varied as chocolate-dipped pretzels, decorative tins of truffles, chocolate-drizzled caramel corn, the Oprah-approved molten cake mixes, and of course their snowflake-shaped individually wrapped peppermint bark a holiday classic. Saxon Chocolates proudly upholds the time-honored traditions that have made Belgium synonymous with fine gourmet chocolate. They adhere to the highest standards of chocolate making and use only pure, carefully sourced ingredients in each of their small batch creations, 
for the smoothest, richest flavors. Okay, so Saxon Chocolates, this is a Canadian company, so I'm guessing not one that you've uh, run into before, and this is their peppermint bark, their Belgian chocolate peppermint bark. Uh, what did you think? I honestly loved it, and I know it's got like some, it's got some stuff on it that like was a little, I was a little weary about like just, because then it's got like some white chocolate stuff mm-hmm. to it, and I hate white chocolate. Okay. And so I was a little like, eh, about it. But mm-hmm. honestly, I loved it. It was so damn good. I actually had to pull my, like I was, I wish that there was more. I had to pull myself away from it. And <laughs> I didn't share at all with this one. <laughs> no one else in the house got a piece. No, I had to, yeah, this was, I had to, uh, I had to keep that one on, on locks for myself. Right. Well, especially with the, you got a pregnant girlfriend, that seems like the kind of thing that, you know, you'd, you'd have to fight her over it if she wanted it. So. Oh yeah, no, she's and she's feisty, and that's I even without like the pregnancy. Yeah, no, she's. <laughs> and we have, I have, I have five kids, so this is she's pregnant with our sixth. So. Oh wow! Good yeah, for you! Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, thanks, man. So we're gonna have a regular Brady bunch. She's pregnant with a girl, and we already have three boys and two girls. So. Oh wow! It's gonna be fun times. Quite the, it's quite the rambunctious household, I imagine. Yeah, I just need a maid. That's the, that's the key. <laughs> uh, so I, um, you know, peppermint chocolate, classic combination. This wasn't anything super unusual, right? But I, I did feel like they used right. a good quality chocolate. So I appreciated that because, you know, some of the stuff gets pumped out and they use kind of a cheaper quality chocolate. And I'm on the fence about white chocolate. Sometimes I like it, other times I don't. Um, this one was was particularly good. So... You know, I didn't mind it. So it had all the creaminess and, and you know, just the right amount of sweetness and then the little crunchy uh, bits from the, the crush-up candy cane on it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a really well-done example of, of this particular candy, which, you know, a lot of different people do. You know, without reinventing the wheel, they still put out a, a really solid product. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And the shape was kind of fun. It was you know, shaped kind of like a snowflake. So Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, that does it. We did the, uh, the, the, the drink, the savory, and the sweet. So now let's give these babies some star ratings. So again, one to three stars. One, not really crazy about it. Two, yeah, it's pretty good. And three is just like, this is amazing. And, you know, this is, uh, I want more right now. What did you think of these three products, Jason? I would definitely give the, 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 the soda. That's a three for sure. Three? Okay. Uh, like I said, I'll continue to buy that. And mm-hmm. I literally was I just finished the can I was drinking while I was doing the show it's it's super good mm-hmm. the the peanuts they're in like uh like a, a in between okay. for me it's kind of like I can't decide if it's like a one and a half mm-hmm. or a, a two that's kind of where I'm at like I wouldn't put it lower than a one and a half yeah but I definitely wouldn't I don't know I I can't fully commit to the two okay no that makes sense so uh, you like them enough not to not to say one which is like i have no interest in this again but you didn't quite like them enough to say like i'd have this again so somewhere kind of in between disliking yeah, like it and I, liking it like i'll probably like i'll have some more because mm-hmm. like i'm a like i'm a big i'm a big dude so <laughs> there's like there's snacks in the house i'll probably eat them right but it's not going to be like my go-to gotcha gotcha and then the peppermint bark that's a three for me i was super surprised for that i thought it was going to be a lot more on the mediocre side but i Mm -hmm. I think it's something that if i had access to because i mean you said it's like a canadian uh place that i i would probably get some more of it so okay cool well on the canada dry I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to give it a two and a half stars. I, you know, I, there are other drinks I'd probably go out of my way to get before that one, but certainly uh, this isn't my last can of drink of that. So, you know, it'll, it'll probably go in the rotation. And I saw they have a diet version as well, which is kind of nice if you're looking to avoid sugar. So I'll have to give that a try and see how that goes. Um, as I mentioned, the, the peanuts, I, I think I like slightly better than you. And uh, I love spicy food. So they were kind of hitting me in all the right places. So uh, I'm going to give them a two and a half. And then the, uh, the peppermint bark, 
I'm going to give those a three as well. So overall, it was a, it was a pretty good junk food meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Now it's time for junk mail. As a reminder, you can reach us via email at junkfoodiespod at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at junkfoodiespod. And today's message comes to us from Christina. She says, Dear Junk Foodies, I'm wondering what you top your hot dogs with. I'm a mustard and onions person. What about you? So, uh, Jason, you're the guest, so I'll, I'll let you answer that one. What's if you, if you eat hot dogs? What's your uh, typical hot dog topping? So it's got to be an all beef hot dog. That's a hundred percent. Okay. Um, after that, always mustard. Mm-hmm. If it's available, chili sauce and cheese. Okay, that sounds really damn good. <laughs> some people say that putting ketchup on a hot dog is like sacrilege, so I might be losing some fans here, but that's how I grew up eating them. So I like both ketchup and mustard. If there was no mustard, then yeah, that's, that's like, if you were just like, yeah, it's just ketchup for me, then I'd be like, all right, well, I'm sorry that I did the show. I don't even know why I'm doing <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning my life choices up to this point. <laughs> no, you got to have the mustard because, you know, the ketchup is, is kind of sweet and the mustard gives it that sharpness. And I mean, mustard and, and, and sauce is just such a great combination. That being said, if I'm not in the mood for ketchup, I will um, do mustard and sauerkraut. And I'm uh, probably veering away from what you're interested in because you don't like pickled things. Um, but I'm a fan of, of sauerkraut on a hot dog with some mustard. That's, uh, that's really good as well. I do love sauerkraut, actually. Oh, do you? Okay, awesome. Well, it's, not, it's not particularly pickled things. It's pickles. That it's pickles, okay. I don't, I don't know that I've had anything, other, anything else pickled other than sauerkraut and pickles. But I always, I always have sauerkraut in you know, a New Year's, you know, New Year's Day. Mm. The, uh, it's, that's, I don't know if that's a tradition up there, but here it's, you know, New Year's Day, you have pork and sauerkraut. You have like a large German pop. Is that a German thing? Like, is there a German population there or? I don't know if mm. we do particularly, but it is, yeah, I mean, you're like, yeah, it could have been, could have been at one time. Cause it sounds, but, and I could be totally wrong, but it sounds like a, a particularly like, you know, German like Oktoberfest kind of meal, you know, pork and sauerkraut, and you know, it's just interesting. That's uh, not not a tradition up here, but it sounds great. Yeah, we always do it. It's like a pork, sauerkraut, mashed potatoes. Again, any excuse to eat mashed potatoes, right? Of course. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's supposed to, it, the 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 saying is that it, it if you eat that, it brings you good luck all year. Oh well, shit! I missed my chance. I'll have to have some in, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I puked mine up the that day. So oh, that's too bad. So uh, this year, <laughs> all your good luck went right out of you again. <laughs> no, and it's crazy too. So like, my son was in the hospital like two days later, even. So he was in the hospital and he didn't get out until oh no, like ten days after that. So with you know, my, my something he ate or no, he had uh, pneumonia, RSV, and the coronavirus. Oh man, that's scary. Yeah, no, it was absolutely the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Man, Uh, I would never recommend that happening. So I think my body rejected the sauerkraut. And as a result, you know, my, uh, my luck wasn't so hot right there in the beginning, but he's out of the hospital now doing great. Good. Um, And uh, so, you know, my luck's turning around. There you go. Yeah, it certainly could have been a, a worse uh, outcome. So I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. I've been hearing um, there's a new coronavirus that's starting to spread in China that I've been reading a couple of headlines about. People are getting a little nervous about it because depending on how transmissible it is, it, it could spread around the world pretty quick and then you could end up with a kind of an ugly situation. So knock wood, hopefully uh, my luck and your luck combined will keep us safe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's it for the show. Thanks again for joining me, Jason. Uh, now, I mentioned your podcast up front. For the listeners who maybe don't remember the interview I did with Devlin, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the podcast and anything else you want to plug? So we do um, every week on Tuesday, we release a, an episode covering a new movie. And mm-hmm. it's me and my two co-hosts, uh, Vivian Matthew and then Devlin. Uh, Clemens and we do we have a a circus wheel so to speak that we mm-hmm. spin the week prior and it picks the movie that we're going to be watching that that following week. 
Okay. And then we talk about it for the podcast and such. And that movie that is chosen from for us is one one of the three of us has never seen it, and the other right. two. So, what of all the movies you've seen since you started the podcast? What's the your favorite one so far that you haven't seen and that you liked it and really enjoyed it? I think the one that I liked the most of the ones that I hadn't seen was probably The Godfather. Yeah, that one's a classic. Yeah, it was actually it was actually episode one of our podcast is when we yeah, covered the Godfather. I listened to it and I was it was kind of cool like hearing you talk about a movie for the first time that you know I've seen I don't know half a dozen times. It was kind of cool like reliving it through your eyes for the first time. Yeah, and that's kind of what the the whole thought process is behind it to like the podcast is like the three of us are all really big uh, film and movie people and we all would hang out and naturally we would talk movies and we'd be like oh man have you ever seen you know this movie and then one of us would be like no nah, i've never seen that one and then we'd be like what do you mean you've never seen you know like you know you can't believe you've never seen the godfather i can't believe you've never seen this you know so it was always that and so then we were kind of being like, you know, we were like, oh, you know, we should kind of challenge each other to start watching, you know, like, oh, I'll watch this movie if you watch this movie, and so to speak. Right. And then from there, we kind of developed it into like, well, like, I mean, if we're going to be doing this, we might as well talk, you know, I mean, we're going to be talking about it. We might as well record it and put it out there for people. Cool. And that's really where the show kind of came from. And uh, of the movies you've seen, has there been a worst one, one that you didn't like at all? Mad or they've been pretty good? Mad Max, hands down. Now, was the original Mad Max with Mel Gibson? Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, so I'm sure that there's probably somebody, there's somebody that's listening to this podcast right now and was like, you know what, I'm going to check out that podcast. And then I said that and they were like, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and I encourage you to at least listen to our review of Mad Max. So uh, the I felt like that movie just, it wanted to be a movie that was good and it figured it out in the last like 15, 20 minutes how to do that. Mm-hmm. but the whole rest of the movie like it was so boring until it got to that part and I just was like I was so done with it that the ending was just eh, I was just I was too done by that point yeah. in time have you seen the the new Mad Max Fury Road that came out a couple of years back I have. that is an absolute masterpiece yeah it's interesting huh so obviously that they went off in a different direction compared to the first one yeah, and I hear, I've heard like two and three are phenomenal. So I don't know. I mean, I guess like I look forward to watching them and we've kind of talked about, you know, putting them on the podcast. And the only ones that I've ever seen was was Fury Road. And so that was like part of the reason why, because I was talking mm-hmm. about how good it was and they were like, oh, have you ever seen the original Mad Max? And I was like, uh, no. And yeah. so that's part of the, you know, that was kind of how that ended up. But man, it either that or the new Star Wars, both of those movies... <laughs> <laughs> well you just uh, lost a couple more fans but that's okay <laughs> yeah no and I, i'm a huge star wars fan and i encourage again i encourage you to listen to that episode too because it is it is what a fun discussion we have throughout right. the star wars episode now uh, i mentioned the name of the podcast is know your cinema do you guys have uh, any online presence if people want to look you up or follow you on, on social media, et cetera? Yeah, so you can find us uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash KYC. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us there. You can find all of the different episodes and stuff there, mm-hmm. as well as links to our Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash KYC podcast. Okay. Um, it's got our Instagram, which is at KYC podcast. And our Twitter, which is also at KLSC Podcast. We encourage uh, everybody to, you know, kind of come check us out, listen to us, interact with us. We have a saying amongst our fans, which at, every, at the end of every episode, we tell, we say, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and <clears throat> we hope that uh, we can get you to say it back to us. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we absolutely it's 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 really it's it's a uh, term of endearment yeah if that sounds like the kind of group that you want to listen to talking about movies then then uh then we're it <laughs> and i can say you know having listened to it you guys sound like you have a lot of fun there's a lot of breaking balls and making fun of each other and and cussing at each other and stuff but it's uh it's funny to listen to it's like sitting quietly in the corner why you know well 
bunch of old friends just mess with each other and make jokes, but also have a discussion about movies, and I'm a huge movie buff, so I had a lot of fun with it. And if you do uh, check out Know Your Cinema, um, please do. Give them a shot, and if it sounds like it'd be up your alley. And give them a rating and review on iTunes or, or Spotify or, or wherever you listen to your podcast, because those do help us get more, you know, more audience, and uh, it helps uh, drive uh, our views and all that kind of stuff. So we're all in this trying to, you know, make something that we have fun at, but also hopefully something that will kind of grow to have a bit of an audience. So uh, yeah, give them a shot and uh, give them a positive review. And if you don't want to give them a positive review, just send them an email saying fuck yourself and, and we'll call it even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, <laughs> and if you do come, like if you hear this and this, and this, you know, I was talking here is, what encourages you please please let me know because uh you know that i don't know that'd be cool to know that like you know that this uh this conversation was what what led you to to come listen to us and check us out that'd be just i don't know be really cool to, to find out yeah yeah for sure let me know if you hear from anybody i that would be cool as well because you, you kind of put stuff out there and you, you're not sure how many people actually take you up on that and, and take the next step of downloading somebody else's show so um that would be very cool yeah, Listen, Jason, I, I had a lot of fun having you on and I'm glad we can make this work. I hope we get to do it again someday and, and maybe next time I'll get to try some stuff from Ohio or, or you know, some of the, the things we talked about I don't have access to. We'll have to find a way to make that work. But I uh, hope you had a good time and you're welcome on the show anytime, man. Yeah, man, I hope to come back. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Check us out on uh, social media or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, give us a, a rating and a review if you could, because we really appreciate it. And until we talk again, as a wise man once said, do everything in moderation, including moderation. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya.